Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, episode 17. My name is Dan Frost. And as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. And to our listeners, thank you for, uh, I guess, uh, managing with us as we continue to finalize the panel here on the Women in League show. Uh, We've got Mon here tonight. Mon, uh, rave reviews are coming through already. People are loving your style. So always great to have you on board. Uh, No Tasha tonight, but she'll be back on board uh, next week. Again, we we say it each and every week, but how good is Tasha going with this commentary thing? Um, She's amazing, brings so much analysis to the game. Um, Tasha, I know you're listening to this, so great work as always. Uh, We've got a new panellist that will be starting with us next week, so tune in. We've been teasing that for a couple of weeks. Also, a bit of a special one tonight as we have uh, Jackson Blackhall, a bit of a friend of the show, who's going to jump on the panel for a week uh, just to kind of support us here. Uh, Jackson, tell us a little bit about yourself because um, you're like us, you're a little bit of a rugby league tragic. Um, I grew up in a small, oh, well, I still live in a small country town in New South Wales. So um, dad's always played rugby league. So I kind of followed in that footstep, played league tag. That's all that's available down here. But then the past couple of years been playing in the Tasha Gale Cup. I still am. So play for the Canberra Raiders. So that's probably my most recent pathway with rugby league. Yeah, Jackson, it's great to have you on the show. And I think it's a bit of a common theme when we talk about a lot of, uh, whether it's aspiring um, players, athletes, analysts, is, is the amount of travel. So, you know, Jackson, it's, uh, yeah. it's it's not five minutes down the road for you to have a football game. So the fact that you tra- travel hours on end to, to play just shows how much you love it. Uh, we love uh, footy fanatics here on Mojo Sports. So great to have you on the panel. Uh, Mon, Mon, another big week for you. Uh, let's talk footy because, um, again, we've got your long-form interview. It'll be coming out soon on, on one of our other shows here at Mojo Sports. It'll be released shortly. Uh, but, Mon, talk to us a little bit about your football shenanigans at the moment because, uh, yeah, things are looking up for you as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, footy is just ramping up at the moment and keeping very, very occupied with it. Um I played in the semi-final knockout um, yesterday in the country champs um, competition uh, against the West Tigers, and we got the victory over them. We won 30 nil. So we're off to the big dance next weekend against the Central Coast Roosters, which is going to be a very good matchup. They narrowly beat the Dragons um, by four points. And, yeah, um, and then at the end of April, Harvey Norman will be kicking off, so I'll be um, – training hectic hours and yeah but I'm, I'm, I love it you know I wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way excellent all right Mon so next week what you're saying is you'll be here on Mojo Sports with a trophy in the background so uh excellent we'll hold you to that one congratulations on your success Jackson great to have you on board all right guys well let's dive into the DMs uh, and let's pick out a question and it's about the again one of the what is the your best moment from the last regular season round of the NRLW competition. Mon, going to start with you. Uh, best try has got to go to Ellie Johnson this week. It was her first try in the NRLW um, in the 11th minute of the match against the Broncos. Um, and it was the only Parramatta try that game. 
But her just acceleration onto the ball, she saw that trial on and she just went for it. She had two players outside of her, but she didn't need them. She just did all the work and, yeah, she got over the line. It was awesome to see. Well, look for me. You, you know that I'm always going to give love to my Newcastle Knights. You know, again, I, I, I never apologise for uh, for that. But uh, Phoebe Desmond, a bit of a local hero here in the Hunter Valley. Uh, it, it was a no try in the end, but uh, Mon Jackson and it was it was pretty special. Sort of, you know, breaking all of those those tackles and again looking for support. Where was the support? I'm sure Casey Bromelow is going to be looking at that tape and, uh, you know, going to be giving a little bit of feedback there. But uh, did it all herself. And, uh, yeah, despite not getting that over the line, uh, that was a that was a great moment. And just, you know, it gives us, you know, some things to look forward to. I think one of the big things for Newcastle moving forward is thinking about local talent, you know, making sure that, you know, our local juniors are coming through um, and, you know, pulling on that jersey because, um, yeah, this is going to be something that's going to be pretty special, I think, over the next you know, five to ten years for the Newcastle franchise. So, yeah, um, interesting interesting competition, really, really difficult. I think the Knights did pretty well there. But, uh, yeah, Phoebe, uh, great work as always. Uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson, what about yourself? Again, plenty to choose uh, from. A lot of uh, Yeah, plenty to choose from. I think mine is one that it will be talked about a lot. But it was the um, Emma Tonegado's tackle on Jess Sergis, taking her out over the sideline. That was... An amazing tackle. She, um, a bit of a foot race, but caught her in the end, and it was very, very good. <laughs> well, I, I think it's interesting you, you said that one. Now, not to say the Roosters aren't going to be there on grand final day. They probably will after the weekend. But I'm just thinking about all of the different events that we could have on grand final day, and I just wonder whether we test that out again. Is there a player on earth that could have chased down Jess Surgis? I think, you know, there, there appears to be only one, and that was Emma. No one else... Yeah. I think would have catched her. So that was uh, that was pretty special and is going to be on highlight reels for years to come. But, uh, look, that was a very – there was so much amazing football play to, to round off the regular season. Uh, we now head into the semifinals and, uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Really uh, a great start to the NRLW competition. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? If I can influence people positively, then yeah, my work here is done. Yeah, and this week on our All Ball Player in Focus uh, segment, it's out. Well, it's, a, it's the best time of the week for us as we get to get players on and we get to hear about their story and take it all the way back. And this week we have another very, very special guest, Sydney Roosters superstar player, Olivia Koenig. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to have you on board. Now, Liv, let's get straight into it because we don't have a lot of time here and, uh, yeah, we, there's so much to cover here. But, um, again, as we've spoken about quite a lot here on Mojo Sports, we have quite a lot of, I guess, younger listeners who are you know still finding their way and, and, and slowly connecting in with the game of rugby league. That's one of the biggest questions that we always get for our players is take us all the way back. We really want to know about your earliest memories um, of sport. Um, so I played a lot of sport growing up. Um, when I was little, I did a lot. I went through the rep netball pathways from like nine to 15 and, um, that was great, brutal as well. Um, that was really tough as well. And I think that translated a crossover to rugby league with like indiscipline at such a young age. So, um, those skills were helpful. 
I also played like a lot of touch footy. Um, I did swimming, like squad, athletics, snippers. Yeah, I did the whole lot. It's, it's uh, you know, a little bit of a common theme when we talk to players that you didn't necessarily sit on the couch and uh, just, you know, do the, do the marathon, Netflix marathons. It's all about sport. It's all about getting outside. And, and where does that sort of come from? Like, to tell us a little bit about, you know, your family situation. Was it, you know, people pushing you into it, you know, uh, trying, to, trying to get you to be a little bit more outdoorsy? Or was this something that you always wanted to do? You just wanted to be out there and involved? Yeah, um, well, my mum and dad definitely pushed me into sport like me and my brother and my little sister now. Um, but, yeah, so we were always involved in sport. Dad played a lot of union, um, cricket and league, kind of stopped as he started to get a bit older. But mum, mum's from New Zealand and she like played a lot of sport over there and when she came over, played heaps of touch. So I got into that and I think I learnt pretty much most of my rugby league skills from that sport, so forever grateful <laughs> i think uh you know everyone at the nrl's you know frantically writing down notes every time players get interviewed because you know there's a lot of people that are saying the same thing that you know their initial pathway was through touch football just talk mm. to us a little bit about you know your experiences playing touch and you know whether it helped hindered or yeah talk to us a little bit about that pathway because it's becoming increasingly popular um and a great way for people to you know try and try out our sport yeah, um, well, I think touch is a great sport. I still play to this day. Um, I play local comp with my friends. It's more social now. Um, and I still go away to Senior State Cup at the end of the year. And that's just like a guaranteed girls trip away and playing a bit of touch. So I love it. And I think it's just a great, like, you learn how to catch pass, pass under pressure. Like, it's got pretty much all the skills you need for rugby league except the contact. So it's definitely, definitely, like, a must need to know sport, I reckon. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. You know, if you're a little bit on the mm. fence about about league, uh, yeah, start there, start in touch, and, yeah, and then you'll uh, you'll get the yeah the the love for the game, and, and then it all starts mm. from there. So, Liv, uh, I guess talk to us about that next step. I, I guess you know when you you know first uh, attempted or, or, or sort of you know moved into tackle football. What was that experience like for you? And take us all the way back to that that moment. Uh. So I first started playing league in 2017. I um, One of my friends from Touch asked me to play in the Niner-side Newcastle comp, I think it was. Um, I played for Birkenbauer Panthers. And then I think I really enjoyed it um, because, like, like in Touch, it's that footy culture where we get to go away for a state cup and it was sort of the exact same as the league culture. And so I think that's why I fell in love with it. And then, um, so yeah, I played Berkeley Val Panthers. And then from that competition, I got asked to trial for the Newcastle Knights Tasha Gale team. And then I ended up making that. I did my first preseason and thought it was the most brutal thing ever. <laughs> Wanted to quit <laughs> and drop out. And then I played round one and absolutely fell in love with the game and never looked back. Do yeah. You, do you ever think about those sliding door moments? Like your mate sort of saying to you, hey, come and try. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't yeah. know if you, you were sort of jumping at the opportunity, but do you ever think about what if you said no, you know, like, you know, that, that, that moment, it's kind of, you know, we'll get to some of the success so far, but, you know, it's kind of changed things for you. Oh, all the time. Um, my friend had to ask a fair few times because I was really worried about the contact, like not really skills, but mainly I had no idea how to tackle and I didn't want to hurt myself. So that's the biggest thing I was worried about. And um, I actually had my Aboriginal coordinator like 
at teacher at school. She was a massive footy head and um, her name's Donna Sutton. And, um, yeah, a good friend of mine still. And she really pushed me to go try league. She's like, Liv, you got to do it. you got to do it. you got to try it out. And then I did and so grateful for her. Nice. Yeah, without a push, I don't think I would have played. <laughs> there are so many uh, fans and, uh, yeah, fans of the game who are very, very thankful, uh, yeah, to, to, for that happening, I guess. And, um, <laughs> you know, in terms of your, your background, um, we are massive advocates of the Tasha Gale Cup for obvious reasons, having, having Tasha here. But, um, again, we talk about, you know, pathways and how important that is. Um, Liv, do you get a little bit of a sense of how fortunate you were to sort of be able to participate in a competition like that? Because you've obviously heard a lot of the stories about, you know, some of the veteran players that are, you know, playing, you know, uh, at the moment that, you know, these pathways weren't always available. So, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your Tasha Gale experience. Um, definitely. So grateful for to be able to play Tasha Gale. I learned so much, like, how to tackle really um, – funny like thing John Strange my coach now he was my first ever rugby league coach he came in coach both of our Panthers so he was sort of taught me how to tackle at the time still didn't had no idea and then going into Tasha Gale like I learned more and having those pathways there is it's just changes like the whole game completely and um yeah it was just I really enjoyed my Tasha Gale experience I've met Mon I've met so many of my good friends um, through that pathway. So, yeah, grateful. Yeah, no, I love that. And Mon, jump in because I'm interested to hear your thoughts as well because obviously you've just been through it as well. You know, are there, you know, and you don't have to name and shame here, but, you know, are there particular players that you've played with, friends of yours that had had those similar sort of hesitation? I'm not sure. Not, not, you know, about about the tackle, about the contact, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of games or a couple of training sessions and they're absolutely, you know, they're like us, rugby league tragics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, when I've played football for years and until I got to the Tasha Gale program, I didn't realise how technical football actually was and how much technique goes into your tackle tech and your passing of the ball and, you know, um, it's just a fantastic pathway and it's it's a perfect pathway for anybody wanting to try out football and has that little bit of X factor, that, that little bit of talent. They've got such like the best people that you could learn from, the best people that um, are there to help you and support you. And yeah, the Tasha Gale program is perfect. I love it. And then just quickly, Jackson, do you remember your, you know, your first big hit, whether it was, you know, was it in training? Was it in a game? Yeah. When, when was the, I guess the, that, that first moment where, you know, you just, you know, you had that massive hit against you, you know, you're running the ball. Take that massive hit. When did that happen for you? Was oh, that yeah. Was that in a game? Oh, I think it would be in a game. So I've been, I played a bit in the halves and then I got moved to lock and it was just a whole different kind of ball game and adjusting my game to kind of play more of a middle. And I just remember after my first game at lock being absolutely dead, <laughs> playing in the middle, heaps more defence, running the ball, it was just totally different. But I love it and I love lock now, so. I love it. I love it. So for our younger listeners, there you go. You've had three round tables of, uh, you know, some some junior experience there and, um, yeah, falling in love with the game. So go down, find your local club, register, get involved. Um, It really is a pretty special sport. Uh, Liv, things quickly changed for you because I guess one of the questions I've got for you is at what point did you think, you know what, this is is not just a social 
fun thing. I'm kind of good at this thing, and, and this could be something. You know, can you, you know, thinking about your, your experience, what was that moment for you? Um, really, only until recently. <laughs> um, crazy. But, um, yeah, like I'd gone, project, sorry, progressed through the pathways, and I started after Tasha Gale, um, I made the under 18s origin and that was like special. I was like, you know, this is cool. Like some of the best players, 18 year olds. And I'm one of the best. I thought that was pretty amazing. And then I started playing Harvey Norman and playing with the big girls. And then that was a rude shock as well, because that was just a totally different game. Like it's completely different to Tasha Gale. And it was also my first year ever playing 13 aside. Um, and then it wasn't until um, I made development for Roosters in 2020 and I was like, yeah, all right, still hopping along <laughs> social sides of things. And um, it probably was last year and um, Strangey had a chat to me and he was like, you know, you've got to be playing better if you, if you want an NRW contract for 2021. And that was sort of just like a wake-up call and um, – just like you know like he just had so much belief in me and I just it was kind of rude of me to not (laughs) like really um progress through like and get better and really screw my head on and yeah that was a big wake-up call and then um made I got a contract this for 2021 and yeah it was it probably wasn't until my first game against Broncos and after um how I played I was like shit yeah, I can really do something here. So, yeah, yeah very recent, very recent. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> no, I, think, I think it's so interesting because it's, um, you know, there's a lot of overconfident juniors, you know, coming through being like, I'm going to be the next big thing. But for you to sort of say, you know, I, I guess guess the realism behind it to say, you know, as you're sort of progressing your way through, you know, can I make it, you know, am, am, I, am I sort yeah. of at this level? And Spoiler alert, you definitely, definitely are, uh, which we're going to unpack um, shortly. Um, just quickly diving into the the next, um, I guess, part of the pathway, and that is the Harvey Normans Women's Premiership, um, playing there in the Central Coast Roosters system. Talk to us a little bit about that. Obviously, again, your connection with your coach, because, um, you know, for our listeners, um, yeah, feel free to go back into our catalogue. We've obviously spoken a lot about um, that Central Coast club, but some pretty special things happened at that level, and again, what we continue to promote at the Mo- at Mojo Sports is the NRLW competition. It, it is it is amazing, but these state competitions, Liv, talk to us about it because yeah, as you mentioned, they're they're pretty full on. Um yeah, Harvey Norman was the biggest jump of my life from Tasha Gale. Like I learned a lot through Tasha Gale, but going into the Harvey Norman competition, I realised shit. Like I don't even know if I really know how to tackle. Like we broke it. Like the way how to tackle, like we broke it down to every little step and it was just crazy how much like thought and process needs to go into every tackle or or, like every pass. And um, that season was just breaking down those little steps. Um, I think it was just so great being able to learn off older girls as well. And our Central Coast um, team was really not that, no big names, but we're just a random group of girls. Like we had Yazzie come over and um, and then Jocelyn Kelleher came and played and she's just an outstanding player, first year league, and she's already like made NRLW in the first year. That was just crazy. 
Um, so we just had like heaps of raw talent. And I think why we killed it is because we just worked so well together and um, just have, we're really connected and, yeah, yeah, played really well. Yeah, you, you sort of go and have a look at some of those results and, mm. and, and how much success you had. And it was not luck. It was a lot of the hard work that went in behind it. And, um, you know, Liv, you, you get a little bit of a sense that it is NRLW light, so much so that obviously your coaches sort of move through into the NRLW. So definitely got a little bit of a sense as to what that might look like. Just quickly touching yeah. on your positional play, though, like throughout your juniors, yeah, talk to us about, you know, where you've sort of played in terms of rugby league and, you know, obviously where we find you at the moment. Um, so when I first played Tasha Gale, that was nine aside. So I was in the middle a bit. Um, and then the next year it went to 11 aside. So I was a second row sort of like four player type thing. Yep. Uh, kind of different when it's the 11 people on the field. Um, and then I played Harvey Norman and was in second row and, sometimes got thrown into center and also got thrown into the middle yeah. very randomly. So, yeah. 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 Love it. Love it. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's um, skip forward now to probably a, a big moment uh, for you professionally. And that's, um, yeah, well, your, co- your coach said it, didn't he? He said, you know, you've got to, you've obviously got to step things up if you're going to be a chance to get an NRLW contract. Talk to us about that yeah. moment and um, yeah. T- tell us how that happened, your NRLW contract. Um, well, I actually cried when he, (laughs) when he said that I needed to step my game up because it was just raw truth. Like I, I knew it. And, um, I, it's just so hard for like a, a female athlete, I think. And especially at my age, I was, how old was I? Like 20, yeah, 20 last year. I've just turned 21. And at that age, you're contemplating like, is it, do you want to pursue a career in NRL and, like in league, there's not really a lot of money into it. I, I make so many sacrifices as it is, like socially, my family. It's just really hard and out for work as well. So, um, you know, if you're going to pursue a career in footy, like you've got to be all in. So when he said that, it's obviously like a whole wave of emotion came through and uh, actually left training early and <laughs> cried, went home to cry. But um and then, yeah, towards the end of the season, you um, said that I would be contracted and it was just a happy moment for me. I was just grateful that, you know, I was able to turn around and turn myself around and play harder and use that as a drive to make me play better. Um, but, yeah, real happy moment. Yeah, it's uh, no, it was, it, it's been pretty special. And then... I guess we've been following you for, for, from a distance for a little while now. We've been watching you play and watching you progress through and obviously stepping into the NRL uh, W competition. Um, talk to us about, again, that, that step up and, and how you've found that and your experience there with the Sydney Roosters because, um, yeah, it, it, it's, been, it's been a pretty, pretty special um, time there for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sydney Roosters is just a great club. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And just the step up to NRL is just even crazier. I think it's in my mind, I know in the first round, it's sort of like a do or die, you know, you either hit hard or you just get rolled over. So that's kind of what I play through my mind every week now. It's like if you're not hitting hard or you're not running hard, you're just going to end up being on the ground. And um, 
So I think that's what makes me <laughs> a bit better. But NRL is such a great competition. It's so hard and I, I bust my ass off every week and, you know, the sheds at halftime, I'm thinking like, can I even play another half? It's just, it's so crazy, the difference between like Harvey Norman, it's just another step up and, yeah, the competition is just growing every year and every game. It's getting harder and harder. Levi, it's got to keep up. I'd almost, I'd almost say like you're playing, you're playing uh, through history at the moment because as like as we mm. know, it's already been announced that expansion is going to occur, occur over the next couple of years. So we've got you know two teams coming in next year and, and followed by another two. So um, you know it, the, the competition is so concentrated at the moment that. You've got the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, the 21st player, 22nd player on your rosters who are out and out starters. They're stars. They're great players. So I just couldn't imagine what it's like to be playing in a competition that is so concentrated that, to your point, if you switch off for one second, you know, the team's going to put a try on you like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I I guess it, it must be pretty full on every moment out there playing in that competition. Oh, You can't switch off at all, like someone will take advantage of it and you, they'll put four points on you and then make it turn it into six. I think the scary thing about playing league and the women's sport is that it's growing every year. So your like position is never secured. Like, and especially in the past years where we only get one season contracts, like there's no security in your positions, which makes the competition even hungrier. Like, do you know what I mean? Everyone's working so much harder every single game because you never know what's going to happen. Like, it's crazy. Everyone's getting better and better. Like, the Tasha Gale girls, they're killing it. Like, they're, they are so good. The competition that I was playing two, three years ago was nowhere near to compared to what it is now. So, yeah, it's looking and, good. And uh, I guess talk to us a little bit about your, your highlights so far. I mean, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, that you know we'll probably talk about in a second, but yeah, have you got a have you got a particular highlight so far in your career? Um, as in like yes, what 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 you've NRL done so far? Or... Yeah, well, anything, any particular game, any particular moment that comes to mind at the moment? Um, I think just my favorite my favorite game will always be All Stars Round. Um, it's always so special for me. So it's not really the, the particular moment during the game, but I love that week. It's it's so fun. Um, I learned so much about my culture, being Indigenous and Māori, so I appreciate that round and I hope it sticks for years to come. It's so important. And it just helps for girls like me. I didn't grow up with my Māori culture and I have learned so much in just in that week. So, yeah, it's great. Moon, um, speaking on your uh, representing in the All-Stars matches, Last year you represented the Indigenous All-Stars and this year you represented the Maori All-Stars and you can see how proud not only you are but everyone is there in the All-Stars to represent their heritage. But for you to be able to represent your mixed heritage, please tell us like how much that means to you just to represent both of your culture. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I think this year was especially like real special for me. I've never been able to pull on a New Zealand or Maldi jersey. You know, I've always played knockout for um, my Indigenous side and been forever grateful for that. And But this year was just special. I've, you know, I'm representing mum and me and my mum are like besties. So I was just super proud to do that. And for, especially for all my family back home in New Zealand, I haven't been able to see them in about seven years. So, yeah, it was super special. 
It was uh, and it was a great game. We were we were there in the in the stands cheering cheering you on, and uh, yeah, what what an incredible performance! All right, Liv, you've been a little bit modest in terms of the way in which you play your game. Let's dive into your style because obviously we've seen a lot of it so far in this NRLW competition. I've got a lot of thoughts which I'm about to share with you, but if you were to, if you were to kind of um, you know if someone hadn't seen you play before, what, what do you think is probably one of your biggest strengths to your game, and maybe something you're trying to work on at the moment in terms of improvement? Um, man, this is a hard <laughs> question. Um, my strength. I think I like to believe that I can, like, run the ball and also play a bit. So I think it just makes it even dangerous being in the second row position, like a forward edge. So I think that's a good skill of mine. Um, and something I'd like to work on, is always my defense. I always want to get better and I want to get stronger. And, um, you know, it's real tough being having to tackle like girls like Amber Hall and uh, Tasman Gray. Like they are sh- some strong girls. So, you know, just being able to get stronger and just compete with them every round. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's right. I, I think I've joked before that if I had to tackle Tasman Gray, I'd retire. She is uh, oh. terrifying on the edge there. Uh, Liv, but I have to pick out your, your strength there, definitely. I, I think one of the great things about being a playmaker in the middle and having your edge back rowers is, um, you know, keeping your defence honest that, you know, if they don't, I guess, defend in a particular way with those edge back rowers, that you will score tries. So, Liv, you're not just, uh, I guess, uh, you know, a bit of a block play. You, you are so dynamic on the edge there. So, you know, your, your ability to hit that line, uh, you've, you've shown, you know, how dynamic, how fast you are, how strong you are. So, um, yeah, watch mm-hmm. out defense because, um, yeah, you. on the right line, you're, uh, you're breaking way through. And it just creates so many opportunities yeah. for your outside back. Yeah. So I think, you know, for our Sydney Roosters fans who are tuning in, listening to this, I just feel like... You know, I've spoken about this before. The NRLW competition is a tournament. It's something the Roosters are really warming into. And Liv, how do you sort of feel about that? Because, you know, each and every week the team's getting a little better, a little better. The combinations, things are starting to flow a little bit better. Is that kind of the feeling that you've got in and around the team? Yeah, for sure. Um, I back my team 100% of the way. Um, we're a great bunch of girls. We're so well connected. Um, I think we've we've had a lot of setbacks and no excuses though, but, um, you know, we've been knocked out with COVID injuries. It's just, and we're still grinding and getting back up and working harder. So that hats off to my team. They're amazing. Everyone's working so hard and pulling up, like showing up for each other and, um, really picking up the workload when it needs to be. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing I thought about is like, you know, just every single week, it's sort of, you know, a couple of little things not going your way that, yeah. uh, um, and the other thing too, is there's two competitions this year. So you look at the roosters now who have just officially qualified for the final. So, um, who's to say, you know, can't go on a run and win the title in this comp, but also another mm-hmm. competition towards the back end of the year, which obviously you'll continue to build on momentum. So look, it's exciting yeah. times to be a Sydney roosters fan. I'm a little bit jealous as a Knights fan, <laughs> Uh, but given that you are a local, got a lot of love for your club. And, um, yeah, no, look, uh, Liv, thank you very much for, for jumping on the show and sharing your story. I think it's really inspirational. You talk about how quick and, and rapid of a rise it's been, but um, just goes to show that if you if you really knuckle down and work hard, those opportunities are there. Liv, uh, you haven't got away with it that easy. We might uh, we might drag you along to to uh, rapid fire because we've uh, yeah got some questions for the panel here as we reflect on what was a, a crazy final round to the regular season in the NRLW competition. Yeah. All right, guys, let's roll into it. 
Yes, let's jump into our final segment uh, for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, Liv, I'm not going to go to you first on rapid fire question, which is the most impressive player of the round. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to come back to that, but we just want your live reactions of how you must have felt uh, watching those games in that final round. Talk to me a little bit about it because, yeah, the Roosters, that they find themselves in the finals and that, that's got to make you happy. Yeah, it was definitely a stressful day today. Um, I was tossing up whether to watch or not because <laughs> I was just very, very stressed out, but I did anyway. And um yeah, just happy that we got through. Um, but, yeah, it's very stressful. <laughs> it definitely is because, you know, the, not, the nights were so close. I'm sitting there cheering the nights. Yeah. The nights are long and I'm like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. didn't go our way. So, um, yeah, that that one result didn't go your way. But, um, yeah, obviously yeah. happy times. Again, for our Sydney Roosters fans, going to be really interesting to see what this final series has to offer. But before we move on, just a quick reflection on that last round in the regular season. Um, Jackson, Plenty of players to choose from, but who was your most impressive player from the round? Um, I know that I said her in for the best tackle, but I just think Emma was everywhere. She was in everything. She just really was a big part for the Dragons and will be in the finals, definitely. The talent, I mean, all the fullbacks have actually is crazy in this NRLW season, so... But she was definitely my highlight for the for the week yeah, weekend. Absolutely, I think there's particular players that you, you look across the locker room, and when they're in your team, you just get that you know the smile, the confidence. And Emma Tonegato, could you imagine just you know walking out with uh, with her and your team? You know, we've got this. No matter what happens, we've got Emma. We're good. Um, another player who kind of fits that category is Isabel Kelly. Again, I hate to say I told you so, but again, talking about some of these star players that are really going to heat up as this tournament progresses, and Isabel Kelly's performance uh, on the weekend, wow. And um, you put her into a final series, and uh, anyway, let's go. Great times to be a Sydney Roosters fan as Isabel Kelly and the team go to, um, yeah, cause maximum damage there in the final series. Um, Mon, what about yourself? Plenty of really good footy played on the weekend. Absolutely. Um, I can't go past Amber Hall, though. She is a machine. Like, week in, week out, she gets through lots of work. But this weekend, she just chewed through the work. Um, she had an average of 214 running metres. Um, she had 22 runs, four tackle bars. She scored an amazing try, just completely bulldozed over the line. Um, yeah, she is just a workhorse and one of the uh, – big machines in the Broncos forward back. Amber's a great personality in our game. And and I think, you know, Taryn Aiken, Ali Bringenshaw, obviously absolute stars of our game. Ali, Ali you know, uh, go down as one of the, the all-time greats. But I wonder whether Amber at training is offering them a little bit of playmaking advice because I've just been blown away with Amber's playmaking skills on the edges. It really is incredible. Her ability to draw and pass and, you know, just the, the silkiness, it's incredible. And then obviously... Um, if she doesn't get you with a pass, she's going to run over the top of you. So Amber Hall in rare form at the moment. So, uh, yeah, no, incredible performance there from the Bronx. All right, Liv, you get the, the final say on this one. Um, it was a chaotic round of football, um, regular yeah. season, done and dusted now. Who was your standout? 
Um, I think everyone had an amazing game, but um, Lavina Gould Vins, she is just such an underrated player and so dangerous in the middle. I reckon she had a cracker today. Um, her defense is just outstanding every time. Good service as well. Whenever she was in um, dummy half, and yeah, I I just think she's one to watch next week. Gonna have to play her. Yeah, definitely. No, she's uh, yeah. Well, there's going to be a few that you'll have to keep your eye on there, but. Um, I think, you know, all, all, uh, all bets are off once we step into finals football. It doesn't matter about form. It doesn't matter what's happened previously. It's just one game. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're all going to be sitting there watching with uh, great enthusiasm here and wishing you all the very best. Liv, thank you so much again for coming on Mojo Sports. We really do appreciate it. Um, you've been an out-and-out out star on the field. We really appreciate hearing about your story as well. Really inspiring for a lot of our younger listeners um, as well. So thank you very much and wishing you all the very best for the rest of the competition. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. To our listeners, thank you for your continued support of the Women in League show. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. Team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.